0: Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church, Sermon Extra, great to have you with us again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie, he's the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado, and we are still in our series called uh, The Spirit-Filled Life, and uh, we looked at Romans chapter 8 this week, uh, starting verse 15, as we looked at the work of the spirit in the life of the believer. and so if you missed any of that if you missed any of our series so far, you can get over to whitefieldschurch dot com and you can download it there and of course we're up on YouTube and Facebook as well and any of your favorite streaming platforms, uh, podcast platforms or whatever. Uh, you can find us up there if you would though we would love it if you could uh, leave us a uh, uh, like, subscribe, uh, a review, five-star review or whatever, and that that really helps boost us up in the ratings. And that way, when you know people are looking for you know answers uh, and and on these topics and and asking these questions, we can provide them with Christ-centered, God-centered content. And so this week again, we find ourselves in our our series called Spirit-filled Life, just looking you know from Pentecost moving moving forward, and we just wanted to look at. At the life, the spirit-filled life in the believer And so this week, you know, we looked at, at Romans chapter 15 And the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer And, uh, you know, the idea that, that we, are con- we are transformed by, by the work of the Spirit from the inside out You know, adopted as sons and, um, sons and daughters of God And the question is, is that how practically then does that work out in our lives? How are we transformed from the inside out? Yeah,
1: so uh, there's several ways that that takes place, but I'd say the main way is that as the Spirit comes into our lives, you know, we would go back to, especially the verses in Ezekiel and Jeremiah. Ezekiel, if you read that verse, it's interesting. It says, that I'll place my Spirit within you, and the Spirit within you will cause you to obey my my statutes. And if you go over to Jeremiah, when he talks about the same thing, that future day that's coming God's going to change us from the inside out, um, he says, I'll place my law, I'll write it upon your hearts. But he also says, I'll give you a new heart. You know, Ezekiel says the same thing I'll replace your heart of stone with a heart of flesh. And what that means then is saying that um, we'll receive a new heart. You know, we talk about that, that we, we need a new heart, we need to become a new creation. So this brings us, you know, you look at that, those promises of when that would happen. You bring it into the New Testament with what it talks about, especially in Second Corinthians chapter five, where Paul says that we have, uh, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. It's this continued idea of becoming a new creation, receiving a new heart, having a new interior motivation. And so, what happens is that God, you know, revives us. We talked about that in Titus chapter three, verse five, how the Holy Spirit's work in our lives is. In one part to regenerate us and renew us. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing. So, it's this whole idea that we come alive spiritually. We're made a new creation. We receive a new heart that has new motivations and new desires. And so that is the primary way. Is that as the Spirit lives within us, still bringing about conviction? Right. That's one of the works of the Holy Spirit is to bring about conviction. And that's not just true for the world. It's also true for the believer. Holy Spirit's within you. Bring about conviction, changing your desires. You know, causing you to desire the things that you didn't used to desire. That's what it means to be a new creation. You know, I think about First um, John has these verses that say, if anyone practices lawlessness, right, that person is not a believer. And a lot of people, they can get tripped up by that. They'll read that and they're like, whoa, you know, wh- what does that mean? Does that mean that if I ever sin again in my life, like that I'm not a Christian? No, no, it's the key word there is practices, right? What are the things that you practice? You practice things that you want to get good at, right? You practice your golf swing. You practice your, I don't know, your your uh, speech or your smile in the mirror or something, right? Things that you want to get better at, you practice. And that's the idea is that the things that you want and desire to get better at, change when you become a believer because of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, transforming you, changing your desires, um, and then also bringing about that conviction, you know, that, that you are aware of things. That whole idea that we've talked about before of how you can get a calloused heart how a calloused heart is like a calloused finger, right? What used to be sensitive is no longer sensitive. You used to feel something and now you don't feel anything even though the stimuli might be there, you no longer feel it. It's the same thing when we receive a new heart, a heart of flesh, once again it's a heart that feels. It's a heart that feels and is tender to God's touch and God's impulse, if you will. And so it's in these ways that the Holy Spirit changing us, changing our identity, He's changing our heart, right?
0: He's changing our motivation. Uh, all of these things are taking place. Yeah, and it reminds me of Psalm 37, four, one of my favorite verses, and delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart, you know, and the idea that 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 if we delight ourselves in the Lord, that he's going to give the desires of our heart. But those desires, some well, sometimes, many times they do change as we we you know, focusing on his kingdom and the things of his kingdom, those desires that we might've had before, you know, we started focusing in on the Lord and, 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 and putting our priorities in him, those desires change. And, and for the most part, well, actually all the time, I think they become much, much more than what we could have ever thought and even conceived of, you know, and, and I think for me, that's kind of been the, the thing that, that has, uh, most amazed me about walking in the Christian life is that, that, the more I just put my priority in the Lord more that I seek first his kingdom the more God has kinda blown my mind is for all the things that he has done and my kinda pea-brained idea of what I think is great is nothing compared to what he wants to do and how how he wants to work in and through my life you know we we talk you know people talk about wanting to be changed I'm gonna change this I'm gonna change this about my life I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that but when we just focus and prioritize the things of the Lord and let his spirit do its work bring conviction you know those kind of things you know mold us and shape us and as we get you know give into that each day you know we become so much more of a changed person than we could even have thought and conceived of
1: and this gets to something we're going to talk about this coming Sunday when we talk about walking in the spirit a lot of these things that we're looking at are related And so in that, you know, we're going to be looking at Colossians chapter 3, we're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 5 and 6, and in that, you know, one of the things it says is that um, we make a choice all the time, which are we going to feed? Are we going to feed the spirit, or are we going to feed the flesh, right? These two are opposed to each other, the spirit and the flesh, and we make decisions all the time. Which one of them are we going to strengthen by feeding them, you know? And, um... With Colossians, Paul talks about this part that we have in purposefully and actively taking off the old man and putting on the new man. And as we do that, you know, that's our role. So it's not just completely passive. It's not just like you just sit there and the Holy Spirit changes you. I mean, there's an aspect of it that is passive, but it's definitely collaborative, right? It's, there's, a, there's a working together of the two right so we're given a part we're given yes as the spirit's changing your desires as the spirit's changing your motivations now you so do the spirit now you take off the old man put on the new man so that would be the kind of practical you know
0: boots on the ground type thing that we can do with it yeah and that's a great plug for for next week and just uh the topic being to walking in this spirit as we continue in our series uh called the spirit filled life and you know so if you're you're just kind of feeling like your 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 spiritual life is not going anywhere or you just kind of feel like you know you you looking to make that next step you know join us on sunday or join us online and we'll be looking at that walk what it means to walk in the spirit and uh so we look forward to seeing you in there if you missed uh, this week's sermon again whitefieldschurch.com it was great having you with us this week god bless